On this episode of Take Talks Business, I speak with Todd and Ludo of Chow Call, a restaurant and food delivery service. Todd, Ludo, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Take Talks Business. Just to kick things off, um, Todd and, and then Ludo, you as well, can you give me a little bit of your professional backgrounds and kind of what has led you up to where we are now? Sure. That thanks uh, and thanks a lot for having us here. Uh, we really appreciate it, yeah. and uh, you know it just means a lot. So um, I can give you the long story or short story. I will stay. <laughs> I will stick with the short one. All right. Um, short story is I uh, grew up in the Midwest. Uh, always wanted to be in the military from a young age, and uh, ended up going to the Naval Academy when I was eighteen. Um, I, I then became a Marine Corps officer. Um, I was in for eight years initially. I was a reservist for about four, then went back in after 9-11, 03 to 06. So totally I have 14 years. I did not retire technically, but um, it was at that point that I had a little bit of a vision for what I I wanted to do in business. And so then in 06, I I got started in the food delivery industry. Um, Didn't uh, necessarily plan that, but I saw an opportunity I saw that on, um, well, where I was at was Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. So I was, I was uh, living there and I was looking for an opportunity that would uh, resonate, that would meet a need. And so I, at, at that time, I opened up a food delivery restaurant um, in that market. Um, of course, we were making the food yeah. there. And uh, so since that time, over the past uh, almost 15 years, we've delivered over a million and a half orders on military bases from that wow. one business. Now, um, separate from that, of course, that's why we're here, is Chow Call. And so back in 2018, when um, uh, third, the third-party food, de- food delivery industry was, was starting to come to my market, yeah. um, I was faced with a dilemma a little bit of, you know, what do I do with this, right? There's this, these changes are coming. And I looked on, on um, the military bases where I was at, and I saw that there was a big opportunity. There was a big uh, need in that uh, military service members and their families uh, were really not able to get the same options as people out in town. It just just didn't happen. They didn't have that access. So uh, at that point, uh, I decided, well, we're going to change that. We're going to fix that. And that's where Chow Call started. So Chow Call opened up at the beginning of 2019. Gotcha. And... Um, you know, so we've been in operation for almost two and a half years. So that's my, that's my experience. I'm sort of a half military, um, and also the other half has really been in in this food delivery <clears throat> market. Nice. Yeah. And Ludo, what about you? Well, I have uh, also uh, a military background, but in the French Navy okay. for, for for ten years. Uh, during my career in the French Navy, uh, uh, I was uh, stationed here in Norfolk, Virginia. As part of an exchange program with the with the U.S. Navy, and I think I liked uh, the U.S. so much that uh, I stayed here and I started my family here. Nice. And it was uh, more than a decade ago. And then in corporate America, started with operations management. The last three four years, I've been in sales management. Okay. Sales. Uh, I've been involved in businesses where I had to put uh, businesses back on track. So I'm used to. To that challenge and then I came across charcoal last year 
and it was both uh, the idea of starting a, a new a new concept yeah. and and serving the military community back here in Hampton Roads. Nice, nice. Well, I got to tell you, as, a, as an ex-Navy brat, um, chow call definitely resonates in, in my Absolutely. household. So, um, so Todd, you talked a little bit about kind of the catalyst for, for starting a chow call. Um, but coming out of the military, and I ask this question a lot of entrepreneurs, were you an entrepreneur that just had to find your niche? Or was it something where you already knew what that niche was, but you had to become a business person and kind of learn your way through that? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, when I look back on things, um, I mean, I personally am just wired to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I, and everybody's different, right? Um, it doesn't mean everybody has to be that way, but I don't really color in the, within the lines very well. It's kind of messy. <laughs> and so that sometimes has caused problems and sometimes I get distracted and different things. So I have to be focused on something that's growing and that is is really doing, like making an impact and and where I can be creative. And so, you know, Chow Call, um, so Chow Call just really um, met, met that need. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, an opportunity for us to, uh, you know, to really make an impact and really deliver value and it's us uh, tangible value to people that are out there. And you talk about the lack of services for the, on military bases. And I mean, I'm a little familiar with it because of my personal background, but I don't know that the general public realizes some of those limitations. I mean, I think anybody who's grown up around a military base understands there's a gate and you may or may not be able to get in it. But when yeah. you talk about things like food service, can you talk about what those limitations are and then what your team has to adapt to be able to serve something like that? Sure. So I guess, first of all, I would say, and, and, and this is not um, any newsflash, but um, you know, our world's changing, right? Our world yeah. always changes, technology changes things, and delivery is one of the changes. Yeah. So delivery is not going away. Um, you know, we are all about conveniences, all of us. And once we get our conveniences, you know, it, we just increase our conveniences, yeah. right? So delivery is happening. Now, um, you know, the, in the military context, you know, they have, um, they have restrictions, they have various barriers and things such as base access and other, other dynamics, which, which means that their ability to change quickly is different than the outside civilian world. Yeah. And so, um, which is one of the reasons why uh, many people on base don't, don't you know, they, well, there, are, there aren't a lot of companies that operate um, across, uh, can, operate, can operate across all bases and can um, bridge that gap, right? Yeah. So, um, so the opportunity is is there, and it's basically waiting for um, a company like ours that actually cares about our customers, and that is willing to wade through the swamp of, um, you know, maybe it's red tape, maybe it's just figuring out the solution in order to make this happen. Because as we serve our customers. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going off on a little tangent here, yeah. but as we serve the service members and their families, okay, that's, that's our first customer. But our additional customer, um, our customers are the exchanges and the commissary system 
that is very integral to these bases and provides a very vital service. So uh, one of the questions we always ask is how do we best support them yeah. in their context? How can we come alongside them and how can we woo them to um, you know, building some trust so we can help not only solving the retail customers' problems, but also solving their, their problems. Okay. And I will end this, this answer with basically saying that we believe that the, the end result, I mean, eventually deliveries is going to be everywhere. Yeah. And the exchanges are all going to have delivery. The commissary is there going to have it. We can talk about that in a minute. But um, I believe that it's really going to be a win-win, but yeah. it has to be done in, in the right way. So that's, that's all part of our mission. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a long um, tangent there, but no, that's great. Um, and Ludo, with your experience with the the food products, um, kind of how has that conveyed over to what you're now doing in, in the your current role with with Chow Call? I think it's uh, at the operation uh, level uh, when you deliver something to a customer, you make a promise, so you want to yeah. make sure that you deliver on your on your promise so i've learned that in the previous company with with uh frozen food and and you know in operation you will always have someone calling out <laughs> a truck breaking out so it's really what you do whatever it takes yeah to make it happen yeah uh, and with charcoal now it takes really to the next level because the service members that we serve that was maybe like 16 years ago so gotcha. I really take it personal to make everything we can to deliver on time and what they want. Gotcha. So, so you, you're, you have an intimate familiarity for literally every step of the process from, from those that have started the process right up to the customers themselves because you were in that same role. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm right now I'm from hiring, vetting, all the drivers, putting the team together and Again, as a Navy guy, the, the crew spirit is really, really important. And, and, and they do feel that sense of mission as well to serving everybody that I bring on board is really thrilled about the idea of serving the military and really happy about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that from, from a staffing standpoint. Because, I mean, those in the, in the civilian workforce, I mean, workforce needs right now in general are just tough. But... Um, but on top of that, I mean, there is a level of professionalism and camaraderie that with, with Chow Call. Can you describe kind of how you all have built out that culture and, and how do you, is it taught or do you just have to be able to kind of find the right people for that? Yeah, that's a very good question, you know, and, and how do you build culture, right? Yeah. So that's something that um, I, I don't claim to be an expert on. Uh, we're always trying to get better. We're always working on it. Um, but I would say, first of all, um, one of the things that we do is we, we have employees. Yeah. Um, we don't use a 1099 system. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad system to use, but with all of our people, we look them in the eye and we engage with them. We actually have a personal coaching program um, for our, our team. And, um, you know, we sincerely want them to be successful, whether they're with us or after us. Yeah. You know, we want to have raving fans that are not just customers, but also team members. Now, that's not always easy, right? Because you have a balance. <laughs> there's, there's, there's always that balance. But one of the things is that we want to be honest. We want to be honest with them. And um, so we, 
you know, we build our team by personally engaging, but also it just so happens that um, in our markets, once they get really going, that our team members make more. So they actually do make more. And at the same time, we are delivering great value to our, um, you know, uh, to our customers at competitive prices. So it's a balance, but um, by caring about them, um, then, you know, they also care about our company and care about our customers more. And our, uh, our, uh, our retention rate is actually 40%, which um, is actually very, very high in this industry. Most of our competitors are below 10% in their wow. retention. So, yeah, so part of our, part of our, our deal is really making, um, making people successful, making team members successful. I'm very happy to have Ludo on, on board our team. He brings all kinds of things. And um, you know I'm I'm kind of riffing here or whatever on, on different things, but no, that's great. but my personal philosophy I'll give you my personal philosophy is is that you know at the end of the day, right when when life is almost when our, our lives are almost done, you know if we're sitting on uh, a pile of money, um, not that money's bad, it's it's a good resource to help people, but if we if we're there and we're all by ourselves, like who cares? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. So one of the things I want to do, and, and I'm, I'm trying to do it better and better, is to have um, people that I really impact, and of course Ludo too, and our whole team, that we're actually making a tangible difference in people's lives. Nice. Even if they leave our company, I mean, that's okay, people move on, but yeah. you know, we, we want to be a company that just really positively impacts and brings value to people. And, and they're, they're glad to be associated with us, and there's a level of trust. So, at the end of my time, whenever that is, you know, um, you know, may it be long, God, but uh, that's one of my goals and, and my that's goals great. for our whole team. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and if, if I may add just yeah. one thing is, so um, in the 757, that was really interesting to me because my role here is to start the market. Yeah. Uh, I never really worked for a veteran-owned and veteran-operated company, but when you go out there and you, you try to market yeah, the, the the company the response from the the, the broader community in the seventy five seven is amazing. It's, oh, you guys are veteran owned. Yes, we want to help you. There's That's really great. that sense of uh, veteran company that makes a difference here in the seven five seven. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and it's it's kind of hard not to in the seven five seven, but it, it is nice to know that it's appreciated. Um, and Ludo, you come from frozen food and container background, so. <laughs> I've been curious, and I've been meaning to ask you this for a while now, is what is it like to go from dealing with delivery with frozen foods, which, I mean, it doesn't have to show up fresh, it doesn't have to show up piping hot. Now, all of a sudden, you need to get good food delivered pretty quickly so that it's, so by the time it shows up on my dinner table, I mean, it's still hot and ready to go. So yeah. how has that transition <clears throat> taken place for you professionally, and kind of what are some of the things you have to adapt to to make that work right? Well, you got it right. It's more challenging to uh, deliver hot food because, of course, our customers want the food warm on, on the table. Um, the key is really uh, real-time um, management of the operations. Yeah. You need to have a dispatch that's on top of everything with your drivers, but also to do customer service. Gotcha. You know, pretty much in real time. You know, because most of our customers are younger. Uh, sailors, airmen, soldiers on base and always on their phone and they want everything right now and response right now. <laughs> so it's adapting to that um, uh, 
type of operation and 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 being really close to the customers as well. I know that I mean uh, I text a lot of customers myself uh, to make sure everything is okay, and, and that that goes down to that level of uh, care for the people that we serve. That's great. Well, and Todd, you actually started out with a business that that prepared food and was delivering it, but in with Chow Call, has it become as much about the technology as it is about the, the product itself and, and how you're able to accomplish what you need to do to, to fulfill that mission? Well, uh, certainly technology is very powerful, right? Yeah. So we're, we're, um, we're working on being at the top of our game in terms of our um, technology. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, there's a whole different dynamic because we have restaurant partners and, uh, you know, they're very critical as well. So they're also customers. Yeah. Um, and we're, you know, our, our overall vision is to deliver any goods and services that our customers want. And, of course, we don't, this, this may not be really clear, but although a lot of our business is on a military basis, we deliver to communities around. So, okay. you know, um, if you're in our particular market, you can, you can order from Chalco, you can download our app. And so we have a lot of um, civilian orders oh. uh, as well. Um, so it's really a big dynamic. But my point is that, and, and this is where a lot of the delivery industry is going, is that we are, you know, we are working on delivering more goods and services um, over time. And, you know, one of the examples is with the, with the commissary system, and this is one we're very excited about. Um, the commissary system, the, uh, the Defense Commissary Agency is, uh, is, you know, they're really stepping, stepping it up. They have some great leadership over there. Um, and they are working on rolling out delivery and, and we're going to be their first um, delivery fulfillment provider. So we're going to be doing delivery for them. And what that means, uh, and this is actually very important, and, and sorry, I'm picking us on kind of on another rabbit trail, yeah. but I'm very excited about it. Um, you know, as we calculate it, if you look at a typical commissary basket, and, and again, the commissary is the grocery store of a military, right? So yeah. there's these grocery stores. Yeah. And they do almost $5 billion of, of sales around the world, and they have no delivery. So if you, if you think about it, there's all these military customers on base as well as in surrounding areas. You have veterans, disabled veterans, um, re retirees. You have all these, all these, these um, different people that don't have commissary delivery. Well, a, a typical commissary basket of $70, um, when we deliver it, um, versus, uh, let's say a competitor like Instacart delivering. Yeah. Um, if you if you put it in, you know, if if you put it in the prices of out in the civilian sector, those customers are going to save about twenty five dollars on a seventy dollar value basket. So that's and that's that's combining the value of us delivering it as well as the the power of the commissary because they're they're cheaper groceries. So, I mean, I'm just very excited that we are going to be able to save um you know approximately twenty five dollars wow. on on a seventy dollar commissary order delivering it out to various people so that's, that's yeah that's all part of the vision i don't even know if i, if I answered your question but no, I, no, no, I, I i just i you know i kind of went off on that but there's technology yeah. involved there's partners involved and it's it's almost a reality it will be a reality later this year for in um, oceana uh, naval air station and in fort lee virginia and then, and then growing, and of course, we're growing very quickly 
in order to meet those needs. We can talk about that more. Yeah. Well, and when you talk about commissaries and, and exchanges, um, even the logistics between the two, and either you're welcome to, to answer this, but, but from area to area, that even changes in that some of the exchanges are on base, some of the exchanges are not technically on base. Um, I think Coast Guard exchanges in the middle of Greenbrier retail area. So it's, I think sometimes people assume that some of these commissaries or exchanges are behind gates, but that's not always the case, which kind of expands not only your pickup, your drop-off areas, but your pickup areas as well, is that the assumption is you're not just going to the base or coming on and off. You may be in a traditional retail space. So does that add logistical uh, issues or is that not really too much of an issue from that standpoint? Yeah, it actually, and actually um, technically most most commissaries are are behind the fence. So okay. most of them are on base gotcha. at all, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it actually adds another dynamic, which is which is good for us because we um, will not only be bringing orders on base. You know, we you know a driver may bring um, several meals on base, and then they may go over to the commissary and then pick up um, groceries that are scheduled for that time, ah. and then bring those groceries off. So. It adds some uh, efficiencies and economies of scale, because for us operationally, it's it's very similar. You know. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, and and you referenced it a couple times, but as as you look forward um, to opening new locations and new services, is there anything else on the horizon that that you see as as potentials for Chattel? You mean in terms of um, just uh, verticals and yeah, things? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I mean, one of the one of the great things um, about being in a startup like this, and you know, having some control, because you know, which is awesome, is that we can tailor what we do to maximize the impact for the customer. So, if a customer, you know, if if a customer wants a, a burrito, most of them do, then we're going to bring burritos. Yeah. If they want pharmacy delivered, we're going to bring pharmacy. Gotcha. And there is, I mean, you would be amazed at the places. The bases that that don't have, I mean, they don't have hardly any amenities. And you know, uh, I will use, and, and it's not it's not a knock on our military. It's just one of the dynamics. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fort Fort Story is is one example where, um, you know, the the service members and families on that base, you know, they don't have hardly any options. So, mm -hmm. and you know, pharmacy's been mentioned, like I said, but there's also other 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 verticals which we have planned. Uh, in the future, and we're working on growing, you know, like I said, growing very quickly. Um, you know, we'll be coast to coast uh, within a few months, and um, you know, really, really delivering to these um, customers that are key. Gotcha. So I'll throw this out to either of you, but um, lessons learned. Anything that that you you've gotten into this Luda whether it's through trying to get up and running in a new market or 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 Todd you just in general that you guys look back on and and some lessons learned that you know moving forward are going to help you kind of to, to progress a little bit better um yeah the because we we uh believe so much in 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 charcoal you know yeah. we, we we think I mean because again 10 years ago I would have been the first customer for charcoal on PR6 and, and on NOB that um, personally I, I thought that the marketing part would be easier but because it's a gated 
base, yeah. there's still need for more marketing than in the normal market. And because it's a military base, uh, we have to be more creative uh, mm. than in, in the civilian market to, to really reach uh, the customer. So I've learned that over the last year. I don't know, Todd, if that was one of your challenge, but yeah. now I think I'm getting a good uh, handle on how to uh, uh, get really uh, to the, the service members yeah. uh, on base within all regulations. Yeah. You know, this is really the, 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 the It's interesting you bring that up because I, when I talk to realtors, or a perfect example of that is that what I've been told by a lot of realtors is that the military market can be really good and really tough at the same time because as you both know when you move into a market you rely so heavily on that interconnection of, of people that you work with because in most cases you've never been to the market you don't know mm -hmm. the market so what do you usually do you ask the people around you how do I get this mm -hmm. or how do I where do I go to get, do this um, but for that reason as you said Ludo you can't just market like you do to the general public it, yeah. it's a more isolated environment that you need to be able to you have to be much more targeted i guess yes and then and then we have to also create uh, relationships yeah. with each base each commands uh each level of commands on each base so yeah. it's really one-on-one -on -one. it's not just uh, boom tons of digital marketing and everything's <laughs> gonna happen it, it's a relationship at the time all the way to the to yeah. the customer. Going really. old school with it. I love it. That's it. I, I, I love technology, but I'm, I'm old school on that. Yeah, too. yeah. That's great. What about you, Todd? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I, I think part of it alludes to what um, to what Ludo said that uh, you know building traction yeah. in some ways is more difficult than uh, I anticipated. Now we do thousands of orders a week, but still it's not easy and he has a very difficult job so that's that's one thing the other thing is the whole um you know the whole team aspect and, and I've, I've heard of of course we've all heard of team right you know team's important there is no i in team blah 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 but the reality is uh in our in in my experience that certainly um getting you know getting people connecting with people networking and everything for for us from um, and I, I use the the commissary for example. We've, you know, we are reaching out to a lot of uh, potential military retail partners, but the commissary has been very, they're very proactive and very um, um, engaged, and um, you know are open to new ideas and are are action oriented. But linking arms with them, linking arms with um, in seven five seven here, there's a really good um, ecosystem. There's you know, in terms of uh, support for entrepreneurs yeah. and things like that. And then with our team, like, you know, we will meet together and, and, you know, throw out ideas, but we work together as a team in terms of ideas and, and all these kind of things. So just the whole power of um, working together with people and getting outside of yourself and, and working with others, which me is sometimes it's kind of hard. I just want to hide under a rock sometimes, but <laughs> the reality is for us to be successful, you know, we have to get out there, we have to talk, and we have to be humble, and we have to take other people's ideas and, and sometimes correct ourselves and pivot, you know? Yeah. And if I may, I mean, uh, I know you said you want to hide behind a rock sometimes, but I, I do feel that the team right now, the leadership team at Charcoal, is still in the really hands-on 
uh, entrepreneur spirit, which is great. I mean, I've done yeah. small companies, big corporation, and sometimes when you are in big corporation, you can feel the the weight of the bureaucracy and the procedures. And we're still at the at the stage where we we try, we learn, and we experiment. Uh, of course, we're here to, 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 to make a profit at the end of the day, but uh, we have a great uh, teamwork and we are uh, very different individuals and we complement each, each other. So it's really, it's, it's fun. It's fun. That's awesome. So before we wrap up, because I want to make sure everybody knows how to connect with you all, but before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to convey to the listeners um, about Chow Call uh, just in general? Well, just that, uh, I guess, first of all, um, you know, we are in Hampton Roads. We are growing in Hampton Roads. Uh, so, you know, um, if anybody wants to download our app, they can, they can check it out and they can, whether, whether we're, um, whether they can order, you know, whether they are able to order from their particular place yet or not, that's, that's something that we're still growing, you know, okay. but um, they can, they can certainly do that. Um, you know, we are hiring key, key team members, we're hiring drivers, we're, we're, we're doing all those kind of things. But yeah, so that's, that's part of uh, what I want to convey. And for Ludo, for somebody who is looking to connect with you, how do they, how do they reach you? Where do they find you all? On our web, sorry, website on chalkcall.net or okay. just shoot me an email at ludo at Perfect. And just to clarify where we are open right now in the 757, we deliver on Langley Air Force Base and okay. Fort Eustis and everywhere in between. Perfect, perfect. So, and just for those listening, this was recorded in uh, about what, mid-June. So we'll have to check back with you in the future and see where that expansion is going from there. Um, but thank you both again for your time today. I really enjoy getting to talk to you guys. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for your service to, uh, to our country. Uh, and thank you to the service to all of our, uh, our residents as well. So appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much thank for you, having us. Wonderful. I appreciate it. Wonderful. And thank you to listeners of Take Talks Business. We'll catch you in the next episode.